What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. Ronis! Week 13, finally in the books. Most leagues, at least the ones that did their championship in week 16, uh, have finished their regular season. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. How are you feeling now that your year, your, your regular season's been kind of closed down? Yeah, excited for the playoffs. The season definitely flew by. So in some important leagues, I did make the playoffs. So looking forward to it. Have a few buys this week, which is going to be a little strange, obviously, not setting a lineup. So it's weird because those bye weeks, you just don't want your players to get hurt. Uh, you kind of want the players to have good days, but not great because you don't want one of your players to go off for 34 fantasy points and then the next <laughs> week give you 12. So that's always it's always tough. But really, you just want to see them stay healthy for your semifinals matchup if you're on bye. Yeah, no doubt about that. The the health is always the 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 important thing. I think that I can't remember. See, last year, the year before that happened to me, I was on a bye uh, in the first round, and somebody got hurt during their uh, during their game, and it and it totally screwed me. It totally screwed me. So um, we've definitely been there. Um, I don't know how many leagues did you do this year? I think twelve. Yeah, and playoffs in what was your percentage? Six, which is terrible for me. I'm sorry. I you know, last year was 12 of 13, man. So I knew that was going to be difficult to repeat. And I actually made the championship, I think, in six. Uh, although I was like the one seed in three of them and lost in the final. And that overrode all the championships I won. I tend to dwell on that more than the wins. It's a sickness I have. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is definitely a. Sentence. How about you? How'd you do? Um, I shot about fifty fifty uh, percent too, which you know, I mean, being in twenty nine leagues, being in the playoffs in uh, in in fifteen of them, uh, you know, I mean, that's you know, it, it's fine. You know, listen, I did. You know, the I told you. You know, I know that you're you're like crazy competitive. I did both host leagues. I did three different host leagues for Sirius XM. You know, and it was like, yeah, yeah, you know, so um, two of them, I was like middle in the middle of the pack. One of them, I I missed the playoffs by because points were the uh, the the tiebreaker for uh, well, the points were for the the sixth seed going to the playoffs. And uh, and it was either going to be me or um, oh, Jim Coventry from Rotowire. He uh, he had more points than me. So I ended up losing out on that one there. But. Um, overall, you know, see for me, it's not just about being in the playoffs. It's about which leagues I'm in the playoffs in, like my jam on league, uh, the dirty laundry league, the, the fish league. Um, like those are, those are important ones for me. GST, you know, that's, that's a huge one. That's the first year I'm in it. There's the, the last thing I wanted to do is come up, uh, you know, and not hit the playoffs, uh, in, in that league at that competitive of a league. You know, you really got to show everybody what you're made of. So, you know, that league there, the Kings Classic, which gets highly publicized. So, you know, overall, it was like the leagues that I'm that, that mean the most to me. Those are all the leagues I'm in the playoffs. in. Yeah, for the most part, for me, too, the leagues that mattered with some money on the line, I was able to get in. Uh, but still, it's just. I don't know. It's a disappointment 
for me. I feel like it just hasn't been a successful year. Now, if I win all the leagues that I'm in the playoffs, maybe I'll change my tune. But the likelihood of that occurring <laughs> is probably probably slim. But I, I guess I knew this would be a tough year. It's not it's not making excuses with COVID and everything. I mean, inj- everyone had injuries, so it's just not that. But, you know, kind of look back and figure out what went wrong. Uh, I think one of the things, and we've discussed it a few times during this podcast over the last month or so, I think I relied on these lower quarterbacks that didn't come through. You know, I thought Daniel Jones was going to have a good year and kind of stuck with him for a while. And when everyone else has a Kyle Murray, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and I know those guys have slowed down, and there's still guys off the waiver wire like a Taysom Hill or Justin Herbert that you could have picked up. I think that was one of the things. And, you know, the first round, too, depending on where you picked this year, there was a lot of bust. I mean, it was a bad first round this year. So if you didn't get Cook, Kamara, Devontae Adams, you were already behind. And that made every other pick that you have more important. So I think it was a variety of reasons for things not happening. And where I did miss the playoffs, it's not like I was way off. It was like one game under 500 or points were low. So it's not like it was completely off. And you've seen it. Some of those leagues, the standings are just so, so close, man. So if you had like a one or two point loss, it could have cost you a playoff spot. So it means that you weren't that far off sometimes. Yeah. Now, the one league where I was uh, pretty far off because of record, uh, the FSGA. Um, And that was, you know, I was worried because, you know, last place gets uh, relegated. Um, And I was just like the entire season just getting thumped. Um, I was putting up great numbers. But everybody was having these career weeks against me. So I ended up get this. So I finished the uh I finished this uh one and twelve, right? One and twelve. But you know, there were I beat out uh, a couple of other teams for for total points. I had the fourth most points against me uh in, in this league. So, you know, I mean, listen, years like that happen, but you know, here's the funny thing is that you know. The first three, uh, the first three teams that get in get in based on record. The second three teams, they get in based on points. So you and I had this discussion, you know, several weeks ago, where the question was, well, if points matter so much to get into the playoffs, shouldn't points matter if you get relegated? And you know, my feeling about I, I agreed with you on that. And you look at the seating in the consolation bracket. And uh, out of the eight teams that are sitting there in the consolation bracket, I am the sixth seed. So that went by points, which puts, uh, you know, either the NFFC or USA Today uh, in jeopardy of getting relegated. Like that, like that to me means that I'm not being relegated, correct? I would think so. But I don't know what the written rule is. Is it last place? That That's the one thing that I, I, I'm not clear on that. So... I don't know if that's in the rules. Wait, so why is there a constellation bracket in the FSGA for what? Who knows, dude? Because it's just because it's on the site, I guess. I know it's on the site, but it it doesn't. There's nothing to it, right? No, I mean there's there's nothing to it. What I'm saying, the only the only reason that I'm bringing this up is because I am not the last seed in the constellation bracket here, which means that points are, you know, points do matter. I'm trying to find out where uh, if it says anything about the relegation and in, uh, in the rules here. I'm looking at this uh, little download and it, I don't see anything here. 
Yeah, that's something rights, we got to find TV. out. Yeah, because I got to tell you, man, if that were the case, I would be irate. I I will I will throw a fit because that means I would have to go into the B League with you. Well, I should have been in the A because I won my league last year. Yeah, you but got apparently, apparently, you got apparently, it goes to the company and not the individual. Well, I left that company to come to Fantasy Alarm, and apparently they got the spot. Which, whatever, I don't know how that works. But the one thing I will say, I, I do like with the FSG does. I really love the top three records and then next three points. I'm I'm okay with four and two, but the bottom line is points have to matter. And I've seen it throughout many leagues this year where there are teams that are high in points that are four and nine or five and eight and have had bad luck. And the teams with the win totals who get bumped cry about it. And it's just like, we go over this all the time. You can have a nine and four record and it's luck. All you got to do most of the time is you go, oh, well, where's this? They're seventh in points, points against. Oh, least points against. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Which is why I've always advocated for years double headers, which I do in my home league. That right. offsets some of the luck. There's victory points that I know some people use. But the bottom line is I don't care how long people have been doing, oh, there's top six records. No, we're supposed to change the game to eliminate as much luck as possible. We already know there's luck involved in anything in life and in fantasy, but this schedule is a random schedule. You can miss, you can face one team, they have Alvin Kamara on by. Then you face the Christian McCaffrey owner the next week, McCaffrey's on by. Then you face the Devontae Adams, the owner next week. So you can catch a break. And on the opposite end, you catch teams that don't have buys. So the schedule is random and luck. And we need to eliminate that, whether it's double headers, victory points, or having at least two playoff spots, if not one, account for points. And you know, I tweeted this earlier today, and a lot of people agree with me. Some people don't. I just I don't understand how anyone could say top six records, that's it. You have to win your games. This is not real life, bro. We're not devising play calls and going against an opponent. Like you gotta win someone. I remember someone arguing me, like, you gotta win the games when you're supposed to. What? Like we have control over this? Except <laughs> outside of putting the players we determine in the lineup? Like, come on, man. And you know, I'm looking at my FSGA league. It was crazy. Two 10 win teams, two nines, two sevens, four six. I mean, you could lose by point four points, and that could determine your season. So I think points need to account for at least one or two playoff spots. And and I'm not saying the high stakes leagues is the model for everything, but I do think people are putting up big money to play in these. So if people are putting up big money, they obviously like the system and total points matter a lot in high stakes leagues. And I'm not saying we have to adopt, adapt that same model, but I do think we need to change things and evolve. And I think, I, I, I think it's so uh, people in the industry to do it. And that's why I love what the FSGA does. I applaud them for that. And I've been speaking about it for a long time. So I've done I've done what I could. I mean, anyone who's listening to me knows the double headers, but we need to change it to make it more fair or at least eliminate some luck. We're never gonna completely get rid of all luck, but as a commissioner and as someone that has a voice here, I want to try and eliminate as much luck as possible. And if I'm that nine and four team. 
that doesn't get in because I didn't have enough points and I had the fewest points against, I can live with it because you got to be realistic here. Don't look at it from a selfish perspective. I would say, all right, I got lucky. I'm not, I see the results. I scored 120 this week and my opponent at 103. Everyone else scored more points than me that week. That's luck, man. Like, be realistic about things here. Don't be selfish. I would, I would, and I'm being honest about this, and it might happen to me next year. I might be nine and four, eight and five, and don't get in on one of the leagues that I have the way I set it up because I didn't have enough points. I can live with it. I, I'll look in the mirror and say my team wasn't good enough, and I got lucky in the win column. Yeah, I mean, listen, it goes both ways for everybody. It really does. I, you know, I got bounced out of the playoffs in one of the Sirius XM host league because of, you know, I had a better record, but the dude had more points behind me. Uh, and, and so he ended up doing it in the other, in another league, uh, in the, uh, the huddle league, you know, the old KFFL guys, uh, the Boninis and, and that whole, you know, USA today crowd, um, I'm seven and six, but you know, I got two, nine and four teams sitting above me in my division. There's an 11 and two team. There's another eight and five team, but I'm, I'm the points leader for the league, not just, not just my division, for the entire league. And I have, uh, you know, the, one of the worst, you know, the, one of the worst records for a playoff team coming in, but you know, it's just, that's the way it is. You know, like on my fantasy league, they show you, you know, how many points you're averaging per week. And I'm like, I've been crushing, you know, each and every week, but I just, I run into these guys who, you know, have these crazy, you know, banana cakes weeks. And that's not like, I mean, you know, that's fine. If it happens once, it happens twice. Okay. But you know, when it's happening to the same team multiple times over and over again, like it happened to me in FSGA, it happened to me here in, uh, in, in, in the huddle. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, you, you have to, you know, and I, you, you, you know, people say, that, oh, well, we're trying to make you, know, is that the way it works in the NFL? Do they do total points? And you're like, no, but this is fantasy. It's not reality football. We're not actually suiting up and playing these frigging games ourselves. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've long advocated it and I've done it the way my home league has been. It's top, you know. I just, you know, we do divisions and we shuffle up the divisions, you know, each season. Um, but we set it up so that it's, you know, the two division winners, they get their their bye week uh, for having, you know, the for winning their division. And then it's like, OK, then we've got three teams based on record and final team based on points. And it's just, you know, again, like you said, it doesn't eliminate the luck. But it really just kind of it, it kind of evens it out. The last thing you want is like, I mean, I would have gone nuts if I was the points leader and I missed the play. If I led the league in points for um, I would go bonkers, bonkers. It's crazy. Yeah. I also so, had the second most points scored against me. So even double headers for years, it was fine. We always had the right six teams get in. And then I think it was three years ago. The team with the second most points, even in double headers, was not in the top six. And I was like, man, it wasn't me. And I felt bad. And the guy was like, oh, it's all right. I should have won this week. And I didn't. I'm like, no. So I changed it. The next year, top five records. And then the team with the most points. That year, the team with the most points was not in the top six. If I didn't change the rule, even with double headers, the team with the most points would have been out of the playoffs. So double headers don't even cure everything right so that shows 
the element of luck. Here's the bottom line. And I think people don't understand this until they're in that position. I feel like the people who are like, no, just top six records, they've never been that five and 18 with the most or second most points, and they don't get in because they've been have that bad luck where they face a high-scoring team every week. I feel like they have not been in that position because if you were, you would realize it feels like fucking shit, and it's not, <laughs> and it's not deserving. So I, this is not a selfish thing. This is not about me. This is about being fair and having the right teams in. Now, I will also say this. I've always said this as well. If you play in a league and you have fun and the whole league likes it, keep it. So there might be people listening and, well, my whole league wants top six records. All right, fine. If everyone is cool by that and they understand I could have the second most points not get in, if they're all, all happy with it, do it. Same thing. We had a division argument. You said you like it. I don't like it. But, hey, if your league and everyone else likes it and it's been something you have for years, keep it. Don't listen to me. It's your league. You can do what you want. We all have different opinions. I hate the division things. I've played it before. I hate it. But if people are listening and they have a structure and everyone enjoys it, cool. But until you're in that spot where you have a lot of points and you didn't make it on record, I don't think you know how that feels. Because you clearly had a great draft. You had great waiver wire pickups trades. The points are there. They prove it for you. You have no control over the points against. You have no control against who you play. And that's a helpless feeling that we need to get rid of. I agree with it completely. I agree. You know, this is something, I mean, again, we've had this in my, uh, in my home league for, for the longest time. We actually had this in place in the late nineties um, when we were doing it because, and it wasn't even because, um, you know, it happened to somebody that they were like, man, I had the most points and whatever. We didn't even change the rules. This was like in our original rules, because we just we just knew like you know I mean it's just there's so much luck that comes involved with fantasy football that you have to understand that you know when you're playing in that head to head format um you know it's not like you know it is it's not like when you're playing head to head fantasy baseball and you look at the opposition and you say oh okay I see what they've got that means this is I can load up on closers and you know and and leave you know start all my closers and not have to this is also you know in, in the time before you know everybody was doing daily roster moves um you know you'd look at your opponent in a weekly matchup and uh and you'd be like all right I can load up on closers that then you're you're formulating a strategy specific to your opponent in head to head format and you're going after certain categories and that's that's the that's what it is. That's strategy. That's fine. In football, no, you're just you're playing you're playing this guy one week, you're playing another person next week, and and back and forth. And there's really there's no, you know, there's no strategy. You're not you're not building your fantasy football lineup based on what your opponent has, right? I mean, that's just you know maybe you do that in the playoffs if you're gonna like match up and you know you've got the the quarterback for their you know their favorite their top wide receiver. You know, that kind of a thing. But, you know, again, that's just, you know, to me, it's a problem with the head-to-head format overall. Oh, I agree. I mean, I I don't like head-to-head in baseball. I like – I've played head-to-head points leagues for many years in baseball. It was fun, but it was frustrating too because most years I'd always have a good team because I knew how to build a good team in a points format. But there were years I was the one seed, had a great record, and all it takes is one bad week in the semifinals and you're out. And people say, well, that happens in real life. 
But like you alluded to earlier, fantasy is not supposed to mirror real life. It's not. It's called fantasy for a reason. You know, we don't get points for first downs. I know in some leagues you do. But it's not the same. And I, if I was to play one league for baseball, and I never do. I always play usually at least 10, if not more. I'll mix. I'd have one head-to-head. Because I got to admit, the head-to-head points league, Sunday night, it was fun. And the one thing that we did in that league, I think we started off playing doubleheaders and they moved it to tripleheaders. So that offset some of it. But obviously, once you get to the playoffs, you're facing one team. And if you just have one bad week or the other guy has five two-star pitchers and you only have three, I mean, it shifts the balance in points. So that's the one aspect that I didn't like of it. Um, even in NBA, I, I mean, head-to-head is just, there's luck involved. There's no question about it. Um, and in football, it's just become a staple of what we do. But again, that's why the high stakes leagues, the, the points matter more. The record does play a part and you can win prizes, but ultimately the total points matter in the high stakes format. And I think that's the way it should be. Uh, we're not going to ever adopt that same model. Cause again, the high stakes leagues account for hundreds or thousands of teams. But I think in our home leagues, we need to make an effort to at least reward points. And uh, I, I've talked about it for so long. And But I still think there's a lot of leagues out there that are not aware of it. And that's our job is to help promote this and teach them. I think some people don't think you can make these adjustments. They're like, oh, you, you can do that? So that's why we have to bring this up and talk about it. Because I think most people who are logical... And our good fantasy players are going to be like, yeah, you know what? That's fair. I like that. I want to do that. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't see – now, we know that people are crazy and they have their own thing. I just don't see the argument on the other side. Like, no, no, I don't like that. It should just be record. Like, I don't don't understand how you don't want one or two spots to be total points. I mean, I play in a league – my old, my friend's old job and they're lawyers. And dude, you know this. You can't argue with lawyers, right? They think they're always right because that's their job, right? <laughs> you, you've been through that experience, right? Yes, I have. Right. I give them credit, though. This was without me. I've advocated for a few rule changes over the years. And they've not always been kind because they know what I do. And they don't want anything to benefit me. So like, oh, he wants it? No. But I've gotten them to add a flex spot. But I didn't need to do the points thing. They had this in place. Their thing is top two records get in. Uh, next two teams with no top four records get in. And then out of the remaining teams, teams with the most points. I think that's fair. And I applaud them for doing that because a lot of leagues don't. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just feel that that's the fair way to do it. Yeah. Oh, listen, I, I, you, again, no argument here uh, from me on that. I mean, that's just, you know, and, and you guys, if you're out there listening, um, you know what? I mean, I'd love to hear the argument for for just record and like make a, a legit argument, right? Yeah, convince Email. me. I, I haven't been convinced yet, but try and convince me. Maybe there's something I don't see. Yeah, I mean, just you know, email email me, Howard at fantasyalarm.com. I'll share it with Adam. Uh I think you've got a, an Adam. Is it Ronus at Fantasy Alarm or is it Adam at Fantasy Alarm? Does it I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'll have to figure out. So send it to me, Howard at fantasyalarm.com. I'd like to hear an argument in favor of just record. And just, you know, not because, oh, because that's the way it is. You know, no, you got to give like a legit reason as to why you should keep down the person who does score the points, who runs into some some bad luck. Or you can tweet us actually at Adam Ronis at 
Roto Buzz guy, and uh, and we'll you know take a look there. Um, before we continue, I want to give a, a quick shout out to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, I was actually just loading up some uh, on some props for uh, for the Thursday night game. Monkey Knife Fight is definitely the DFS site you need to be playing on, and here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, so Adam, so... Another topic that we wanted to talk about here uh, was a, a back and forth that you actually had with Justin Fensterman uh, on Alarm After Hours last night, uh, and and I, you know, this is something definitely our, our listeners need to uh, need to deal with, uh, and that is when the playoffs are set, and if you're playing on ESPN or Yahoo. They set up consolation brackets and, you know, and I do the jam on league. They wanted ESPN. So I got to deal with it there. And I'm dealing with that nonsense as well. Non-playoff teams or teams playing in the consolation bracket. Should they, or should they not be allowed to make moves from now until week 16? I don't think they should be allowed to make moves. Do you? It depends. If there is a prize or draft picks on the line in the consolation, yes. First of all, okay, so I've gotten some of that, like, oh, well, our league does draft picks based on the consolation. Why? Why should your finish this year affect the draft status for next year? So you're telling me, and this is not every league, but some leagues. So if you win the championship, you get the 12th pick. Why? You won it. You kicked everyone's ass, and you should be penalized for getting the 12th pick. I find that ridiculous. I would never no, 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 do that's, that. Well, I mean, th- that's not what I'm saying because that is ridiculous. No, but there are people who do that. that right, I, I understand that. Up. But I mean, what, who's to say that the 12th pick is the bad pick? I, I'd give my left. I would give, it, you know, I when I had the second pick of the draft this year and I, you know, you know, you're locked into like Barkley or McCaffrey if you have a top two pick, right? I, I was so much better. The leagues that I was crushing in, I was picking 10 through 12. Well, okay, that's a different argument because every year is different. This year, maybe that's the case because McCaffrey and Barkley got hurt. 
and Zeke was a disappointment at three. No, 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 no. It's, 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 I, I'll tell you flat out, man. I much prefer, I can't, you, you cannot say because every year. Really? What about last is, year? McCaffrey every, wasn't a big advantage at one? No, no. Every draft is different. That's what right. I'm saying. Every draft is different. Well, forget all right? even and all that. I don't think the consolation to, de to determine the draft order for next year. I think it should just be randomly done. And I know some leaks have creative ways to generate draft order. I think that's cool. I just use a random draft generator, put everyone's name in, put the email, it spits out at once. Why should this year's results affect next year's draft? As we alluded to before, this is in real life. If you do a Kentucky-style derby draft right, where, where you pick your draft spot, okay, then the I am in a league that has a consolation bracket where the, the teams who make the playoffs and the team who wins the championship – gets to pick their draft spot the following year. And then it goes down to the finishes with the people, the top six who, you know, in the playoffs. And then it goes to the consolation bracket and the winner of the consolation bracket gets that seventh pick. And then it goes down eight through 12. So, you know, you're not getting the draft pick. You're just, you're getting the, you know, the, the pick to, to make your selection. Okay. So, I get that, and that's cool. Why not just use the regular season standings the way it ends? Um, because Why do you have was, to play the consolation? I mean, those, those well, because in, in this league also, there are a lot of guys who put side bets on the consolation bracket. Okay, well, this is... Okay, I understand there's these different circumstances, but my point is, this is for leagues where the consolation means nothing, where it's just on a site. Okay, Where, if that's the case, then then no, they shouldn't be allowed to pick him up no matter what. Right, and that's really what I'm I, – I know people were tweeting at me like, oh, well, my league does this, and then you toured yours. Fine. That's cool. If you guys are happy with it, it's creative, fine. But in leagues where it's – I know on Yahoo it's there, right? But the league I'm in on Yahoo, we no one does the – there's no consequences to it. It's just there because I think they want people coming back to the site. That's why, for traffic. But – if there's nothing on the line, you shouldn't be making pickups. Like in leagues that I'm eliminated, I'm not making any pickups. I'm done. It's yeah. my fault. You know, oh, play it out to week 16. No, I wasn't good enough to get past week 13. I'm done. In leagues that I commission, I lock it. So we have six teams in my home league. I locked the other six teams today. When two more teams get eliminated this weekend, they're going to get locked. Your season's over. You shouldn't be making pickups. And people do it just to be assholes and to mess with people. And I've heard people say, oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to let this team get – no, I mean, your season's done. And commissioners should lock them if they have the ability. People were asking me today on Twitter, well, I'm on ESPN. Is there a way to lock it? I don't know if there is because that's a free commissioner site. Obviously, leagues where you pay for to use their site, you have more abilities to control things. I don't play football on ESPN, so I don't know. I don't know about Yahoo either. I am on a Yahoo site, but I'm not the commissioner in that league. So I don't know if on those free sites if you can do it. But if I was commissioning that site and I didn't have the ability, I said, hey, if you guys are out of the playoffs, please don't make any moves. And if you do, I'm going to reverse it. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's, you know, and that's something that that you need. You need a commissioner who's going to, you know, make that hard and fast decision. Like the one league where we allow it to happen is because of those, you know, mitigating circumstances. But if it has nothing to do with it, like if it's just because the site is just trying to generate traffic, which is ESPN and Yahoo, then 
Um, no, uh, you know, and, and I don't like, that's the thing I've done other leagues in those, you know, in those formats. And I'm like, I don't set a lineup. I don't look at it. It's like, if I know that it's, you know, I don't make the playoffs, I'm done. That's it. I finish out the regular season. Uh, and then I walk away and that's just, that's, that's what you got to do. Um, you know, but again, I'll say that there are always mitigating circumstances. Now, I agree with you about what you're saying about, you know, why should this year go towards next year and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's also, it's, it's kind of a good way to, you know, keep the group going. Like that's, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, fantasy leagues always have issues with. And that is, you know, is like, you know, somebody will drop out, you know, whether it's like a rotating spot uh, or, you know, guys get into an argument about something and somebody quits the league, like league turnover blows. And, and I'm always all for suggestions to maintain, you know, the, the ownership in the league, like that's, you know, and, and does it really that, help though? Does, I mean, does it really help? I mean, if someone decides they're going to leave or they don't have money or another issue, does that really influence them to come back i i mean it's just one of it's just one of many things you know you can you know it you know is it a keeper league is it not a keeper league is it you know do you have some incentive the the guy who finishes in last place has to pay the winner's entrance fee also so you have a, an incentive to win the consolation bracket so you don't have to pay the extra entrance fee for the winner Right. And so, I mean, that's that's where I'm, you know, where where I kind of, you know, waffle at the, you know, whatever's going to help maintain it. And so, yeah, you know what, if a guy's going to quit, the if a guy's going to quit the league, a guy's going to quit the league. But to get keep everybody involved without having to make million payouts like Fensty does in his leagues, Justin Fensterman from Alarm After Hours, uh, the sweetest guy in the world. And he, you know. He's like the ultimate millennial commissioner where everybody gets paid out for, you know, just. Yeah, I don't a, do that. Being I, a I, I don't do that either. I think that's like, that's crap. My but, basketball league, the winner gets paid and the runner up. That's it. Yeah. But in, in you know, in this league, you know, to kind of keep everybody going and to kind of keep it as like a, a, a group, like a unified group, that these are people who want to keep playing year in, year out. Um, you know, rivalries develop because of all of this kind of stuff. And yeah, I think that's, um, you know, to me, that's a good way to keep people involved and, and to, to maintain it. It's, it's, it's a multiple things. It's not just one, you know, oh, Hey, you know, I'd like to keep everybody in the league because, uh, you know, your, your draft position next year is based on how you finished in the consolation round. That's, you can't make that like the sole thing. Cause then no, that's not like a huge incentive. Yeah, I don't, I mean, look, I, would I like to keep the same group every year? Sure. But if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with adding a team or two. It kind of happens in my, my home leagues. You know, baseball lose a, I think this past year added two or three new teams. I'm okay with it. You know, same thing in football. I think we added one or two new teams this year. So, hey, if people don't want to return or they got other things going on, maybe this was a year of COVID where some people didn't want to play or weren't as interested and were concerned and they're probably looking back like, damn, I should have played during week 14 and everything. I know. Right. Cool, right? <laughs> well, fuck you guys for not having faith. 
Yeah, exactly. So we told you just, hey, come up with contingency rules. And if the season reaches this mark, here are the payouts. That's all, you know, a little bit more work for the commissioner. But uh, so far, so good. Let's cross our fingers that we uh, get the next uh, three weeks in for our fantasy seasons. It looks pretty good at this point. But well, knock, knock wood yeah, on that I know. statement. Way to go, Adam. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, again, everyone is entitled to do whatever they want in their league. I'm not saying it has to be my way. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. Everyone has a difference of opinion on what works. And like I've always said to anyone, and it's something I learned over the years, because I think a lot of us as hosts or analysts, oh, you play in an eight-team league or 10-team league. You know what? Just because we don't do it and we play in deep formats doesn't mean that we should belittle others. If people have fun playing in eight-team leagues and maybe they don't have a lot of friends or 10-team leagues, that's cool. If you enjoy it, that's what this is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be fun. Yes, we want to win money. There's no doubt. And we touched upon it earlier in the podcast. I am competitive as hell. I hate fucking losing, bro. I hate it. I despise it. And it just eats at me, man. And I, I can't control it. It's going to be all the sweeter when I beat you for the overall GST. Uh, yeah, please stop. Don't don't say that. Uh, but yeah. You have, do you, just, wait, do you, have, do you have Antonio Gibson in that? In yeah, that I do. Yeah. Oh, well, you should. Oh, you can't even pick up Peyton Barber this week, though. I wouldn't want him anyway. I'd play anyone else over him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd play a fucking third string tight end over him. Uh, but yeah, it's about having fun. And. If you guys have fun in an eight-team league, 10-team league, maybe you're like, nah, I don't want to listen to you guys. We like the top six records. Cool. But our job is to kind of improve leagues, bring things to your attention. And I just think it's better where the points are allowed. Uh, and again, if you have the consolation and you like it, okay. It's just it's not something I like at all. Like, I just feel like my season's over. That's it. But it's all about what you guys enjoy. Because fantasy is supposed to be fun. As much as we want to win big money, and we talk DFS and sports wagering. Yeah, of course, we want to win money. But season-long fantasy, there is some camaraderie and it's friends. I mean, think about it. You know this before COVID. People would meet once a year in person because as you get older, people get married. Some have kids, not like me and Howard. But that's like the only opportunity you get to see these guys. Oh, draft day? How much fun yeah. is how much fun is a live draft? Right, exactly. And oh that is due to fantasy. Think about it. There are people who would probably not see those friends that often, maybe once every few years. But because they have that fantasy draft that they allot time for and meet up in Vegas or New York or wherever it is, they get together with their friends once a year. So fantasy is camaraderie. And I'm sure the same is for you. Being on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio for 10 years since the inception, I've made a lot of friends through that channel yeah. that I just met because they listened to the show and they were in the area and events and we became good friends due to it. That's what fantasy does. Who is who? All right. So think back to all your live drafts that you've done and stuff. There's gotta be one person who you're like every draft year. It's, it's always, it's just, he's the best dude who's just, he's so much fun to like, just have at the drafts. He's so into it. I'll give you an example. My boy, Steve Francis, unbelievable. Not, not, the, not the, the basketball, basketball player, right? not the basketball. Player. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> no, no, no. This Steve Francis, whom I met, he was a, uh, he, he's, he, well, he was, he is, he's a lawyer at the firm 
and I was tending bar in Midtown Manhattan. Oh, so you are, I keep forgetting you're a New Yorker. So I can tell you, I can talk to you. So I'm, I'm tending bar at the Heartland Brewery on, uh, on 50, uh, 51st and 6th, right? And, uh, and it's in the Payne Weber building. And his law firm had their offices in that building. He would come down for happy hour. And we would like, you know, well, first he came, he started, he started coming down for lunch when I was working day shifts. And, uh, and, you know, we just, we started talking, we became friends. He was a huge, huge baseball guy, unbelievable. Um, and we would just talk ball all the time. And then, we, you know, when, you know, we were, we were putting together a fantasy league, I, I called him up. I'm like, Steve, you got to do this league. Um, he's totally in. So this here's a dude who like, yeah, kind of shape wise, he's like me, Adam. He's a, he's a big dude. Okay. He's a heavy set dude. But when, at the time that we were, we started the league, he was, you know, he was still, he was like a, a grunt in the law firm, still trying to prove himself. And, you know, so he's busting balls and busting ass the entire time. And he's working so hard. Draft day was always huge for him. But as you know, we would always do our drafts on a Sunday. Uh, you know, we would do it on either Saturday or a Sunday. And usually it was a Sunday because, you know, a bunch of us, uh, we were all, uh, you know, we all tended bar together and, and you know, whatever and, and hung out together. So we were we all knew that we were all off on Sundays. Well, Steve always had to work on Sunday. And I mean, you know, getting there at like, you know, six, seven o'clock in the morning. And then we would have to schedule the draft for like four in the afternoon because, you know, he would like he'd wrap up like work at like two o'clock and then he would make his way over. And every year this, he would show up with like a case of IPA under his arm, a bottle of red wine with no cork in it. Like he like come out of the cab, all disheveled, whatever teeth were purple. He was like, man, work was such a bitch. This and that. And he was always, always, always changed his tie to his baseball tie. And, and I mean, this dude won titles, this dude, he was so much fun to talk trade with so much fun to talk and hang out with at a, at a live draft. And, uh, and I like not seeing him, not being at a draft with Steve is like a huge, like, you know, when I moved to, to California, you know, we haven't done a live draft together since then. That, that I miss that like unbelievable. You got to have somebody like that. Don't you? There's no one specific person, but I will say, you know, when do I see you, man? We don't see each other much. It's industry events, FSGA. We just saw each other at labor, you know, so that's the time when I get to see everyone in the industry, the NFBC events where people will come up to me. Oh, I listen to your show. And so a lot of respect, people putting a lot of money on the line that listen, uh, going out to Vegas the last few years for the high stakes fantasy football drafts. I mean, it's just so much fun uh, to see people in the industry, people who are fans, listen to your shows, follow your work. I mean, it's just a great time getting together. So that's the part that we miss, man. It's just like, we kind of want that back, man. Like, are we going to get it? I mean, think about it. Like, when are we going to get that again? I mean, we the last time we were together was labor, end of February. I mean, we're... It's almost a full year, man. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Right? Yeah. Man, yeah, we would have yeah, we would have seen each other at FSGA for yeah, football. Yeah, in June and then, you know, 
another oh, yeah we would have in- seen each other we would have seen labor we would have seen each other at tout wars we oh yeah tout- how could i forget we would have seen each other a few weeks later tout wars in march the fsga was supposed to be june in texas right yeah i'm assuming did they cancel the one in january or did they not even set it up i'm assuming no, i think that yeah i think they canceled that i think they right. have to cancel it so yeah and then you know i would always go to the nfbc events whether i was broadcasting or drafting uh this is like the first football season where I wasn't out in Vegas. I wasn't going to Vegas this year anyway, but like, it's just such a good time, man. Just interacting with everyone because we do so much online now. I mean, online drafts are cool, but there's nothing like doing an auction in person, a draft in person. And you know, that's one of the few times, especially in the industry that we get to see everyone. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You guys heard it here first, right? Adam Ronis just said that he misses me. He said it. Did I say that? No, yeah, you know, you pretty much did. Uh-huh. You were like, you were like, well, you know, I mean, it's not one specific person, but you know, let's face it. How often do I get to see you? Like, that's the first thing that you went to, Adam. Exactly, man. I see? love you too, Adam Ronis. I love you. Oh, what a what a transition from the start of the week with the Corey Davis argument. <laughs> <laughs> We've come full circle. We went from beating each other's brains into, oh, I want to see you soon. Oh. I dude, I want you know what? I want to have that Corey Davis argument in person. Put oh, you and me great. in like sumo suits in a bouncy <laughs> castle. Oh, that would be great. Just right? let, Arguing the, let how... the aggression out from oh. all the playoffs that I missed. Argh! Just let, <laughs> let, let get the anger out. Try and find some way to climb up to the top rope in a sumo suit and just frog splash me. Well, did you <laughs> I know I put you on impractical jokers. Did you see the one where Joe fought the sumo wrestler? I did see the one where Joe yeah. fought the same. <laughs> God love him for trying. That's right. You just got to try. I'd, I'd be tossed around like a rag doll if that was me. But hey, you got to try. Can't give up. Oh Yeah, dude. I mean, listen, I, you, you don't get to be as fat as me uh, and, and have leg strength. Right. I mean, that's just that. You know, I'm out of shape. Like sumo wrestlers, they've got the leg strength. It's all pushing, 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 pushing. Right. I wouldn't last like two seconds in there. Not even. Not even. It would be a hell of a sight. Uh, we, I think you just want to see me in the diaper. I think you just want uh, me no, in the no. sumo that diaper. Is, damn, I'm getting, good thing I already ate because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flattered. So you said you missed me and you want to see me in a sumo diaper. No, I think people can hear for themselves. Those words were not uttered by me at one point at all in this podcast. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Congratulations if you made the playoffs. Sucks to be you if you didn't make the playoffs. Shit happens. You better turn out better next year. Uh, Otherwise, Adam and I are going to personally just whoop you all as your asses. Like, that's it. That's definitely it. Um, Adam, any, uh, any final words of wisdom before we, uh, we start hunkering down for hardcore week 14 analysis? Just have fun, man, and, and win that first round of the playoffs if you don't have that buy. Let's get those W's. Let's do it, baby. Let's win titles, right? As Fancy says, there is no option. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to close it for us here. Big thanks to everybody for listening here. Thanks to Fantasy Alarm, the Sawdust Podcast Network. Shannon Blunt, our editor. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.